Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. We are back. It is week one. I'm excited. My co-host this week isn't Dave. He's off with his new best mate, Mike Carlson, making videos for Betfair. Um, he's forgotten about us last little <laughs> podcast where he started, but never mind. I'm sure he'll come crawling back in a week or so. But joining me is a man you may have heard on the NFC South preview is Mr. Simon Winstanley. Hello, sir. Hello, thank you for having me again. Uh, I didn't expect to be back so soon. <laughs> well, Dave's abandoned me. I'm not... <laughs> He's, he's jetted off to Turkey, he's making videos of Mike Carlson. I feel used and abused at this point. Well, you know what they say, there's no better position on the roster than the backup quarterback, so... <laughs> exactly, unless you're Russell Wilson's backup, you ain't never get to play. <laughs> um, we will obviously talk about our week one previews and our thoughts heading into week one, but we're going to hit some news first, and there's been some big news this week, a lot of stuff's happened in the last couple of days. Let's start with the biggest news that's just broken today, we're recording the day before uh, the Thursday night game, Ezekiel Elliott. He has been paid, and my word, he has indeed. hasn't he been paid? <laughs> Six yeah. years, 19 million extension, uh, 103 million over eight years in total. Uh, was it 50 million guaranteed? Yeah, about, about about half of it. Wowzers. First running back to eclipse, well, first Cowboys running back to eclipse 100 million in total value. Uh, and he's now making more than Todd Gurley's 14.375 per year. Yeah, and that felt like the kind of the. the the point, the gap almost, isn't it, between Zeke and, yeah. and the Cowboys. That's what he wanted to hit. I sort of read on Twitter today that the compromise was that obviously the Cowboys get to lock up Zeke long term. Yeah. Um, but what I found interesting about this was the structure of the contract. That it, You don't see a running back contract this long. No. Um, I mean, what is it, six years? It looks him up through 2026, I think, yeah, including what he's on now. So. Um, I actually I've seen a lot of uh, you know hot takes on this. People sort of killing the Cowboys for paying a running back because obviously that's not in vogue. But yeah. I think the exception comes for if you guys like Zeke and Saquon. You know, you kind of heavily built guys. You know, this isn't you know yeah. Christian I think McCaffrey even type. Gurley, to be honest, like he was worth the money when they paid him it. Yeah, of course. I mean, we didn't know about his knee then, yeah. uh, and of course that can happen to anyone. But that can happen to any position as well. Um, but but I personally think this is this is a pretty good deal for the Cowboys. You know, it's it's, it's not too much. It doesn't kill them. Uh, you know, on the cap every year, and, and they've locked up a key piece. You know, for a long term. Yeah, he's twenty four years old. When by the time his contract's run, he can go and get himself another pretty big deal as well somewhere yeah, else. Hopefully, I mean, especially guys of his build and things, you'd hope that he'd play into his thirties as long as there's no major injuries. Yeah, and even the, with the usage, I don't think he's one that's going to break down like other guys have that they've used before, like Demarco Murray and. Uh, mm. That kind of that kind of running back, he's got some beef to him, but yeah, a huge deal. And if you drafted Ezekiel Elliott and if you got him late in the first round, then you get yourself an absolute bargain now. Yeah, I was sitting in um, the uh, the draft that we did, the Breeze division that I was in in our draft, and uh, I took Zeke, I think, third overall. Oh, <laughs> so I, I've been sitting on him nervously. Uh, it looked like I was really going to lose week one, so I've dipped him straight back in there. <laughs> I've got him and Gurley in one league. Like, if, they're, if they're both who they should be, then I've got that league wrapped up already. Yeah, that was boom or bust. <laughs> yeah, massively. Um, so that was a big deal that happened today, just over the weekend, and kind of quite quietly, actually. Um, the Rams paid Jared Goff. And uh, yeah. 134 million. Yeah, it slipped under the radar a little bit, didn't it? I mean, when Aaron Rodgers gets paid, everyone hears about it for two weeks. But <laughs> yeah, 110 million guaranteed. Um, he's got more guaranteed money. Uh, he set the record for that. Puts him just ahead of Carson Wentz. Is 107. Is he worth the money? Yeah, this was something that I was anticipating, and it's 
you've got to pay him ultimately, haven't you? I mean, what was the other option for the from the Rams' point of view? What was the other option? Well, they, yeah. they couldn't, you know. So they've, they've made the right move for me from the Rams' position. Um, obviously, the, the argument is how much is Sean McVay, how much is Jared Goff, but yeah. I, I think he's going to continue to grow under Sean McVay. And I, you know, you've got to remember the guy who was coming out of college. He was mm. the almost consensus first round pick, uh, first overall pick, and yeah. um, I think it's probably a good move. Um, do I think he's you know a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, a better quarterback than uh, some of the other guys he's now being paid more than? Probably not. Mm. Um, but ultimately, you know how it works. Every time a new quarterback, a franchise quarterback comes up to get paid, they're going to get paid the most now. So, yeah, um, yeah probably a good deal to get him locked down early um, and to do it quietly as well without too much uh, complaint from the media. Yeah, again, he's only 24 years old. By the time this deal runs, he'll be 28. He's going to get himself another mega deal. Absolutely, yeah. Might even top uh, what Sam Bradford made in his career for money. <laughs> Interesting to keep watching that kind of story. <laughs> It'll be interesting to keep watching that storyline um, of sort of Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and, and uh, you know who yeah. has the better career. Um, so yeah, good to keep an eye on that. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Wentz lover, and uh, historically on this podcast, a, a Goff hater. But then I have drafted Goff in pretty much every <laughs> league possible this year because I just believe in that Rams offense so much. So. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, it's a tricky one for me to be part of, but yeah, I think Wentz is probably the better quarterback and this could be an MVP season, I think, coming up for him as well. I'm excited to see that. I had my, Well, my MVP call previously and Super Bowl call was Luck and the Colts, so that's not going out the window. <laughs> <laughs> have we asked um, for some Betfair expertise on this? <laughs> we haven't. We'll, uh, we'll get the... Uh, the, the, <laughs> the get, the, get Dave on the phone. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the professional to... Let us know what it's like next week. And speaking of the Colts, they've tied up Jacoby Brissett. They're going with him. He's the man. Two-year, $30 million extension. Yeah. What do you think of the yearly value for this? I I like Brissett. Mm. I think he he was okay when he played, was it two years ago? Yeah. But again, he, he was okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, what could the Colts do? Um, they had to show some faith in him, didn't they? And, yeah. and it's probably a good thing that they've you know, calmed the waters a bit with this. But mm. And it's not it's not a great deal of money to pay your quarterback. Um, no. It's but running that per year. I think the more questionable decision was probably paying Brian Hoyer $12 million. $12 million. yeah. <laughs> what has he done to earn that sort of money? Yeah, I mean, I'd have, you know... Uh, well, you know, it's too late now, isn't it? But uh, I would have gone with someone younger or, or seen if there's someone else out on the market he could have, you know, perhaps traded something for. Um, you know, think about a couple of years ago when AJ McCarron was floating around and yeah. that kind of move. But, um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I think that the Colts have done probably the best that they could with a really bad situation. Mm. Um, what do you think of Andy Luck? We've not really spoke about this. What do you think of Andy Luck's decision and his timing of his retirement? The, the timing of it, I think, was a bit... He could have done it a few weeks earlier, possibly to give the Colts a better chance to yeah. get get someone or do something with it. But I, I I agree with his decision. It's it's his life in the day, and like he says, he wants to be able to pick up his kids. He wants to be able to do that sort of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, you've got, you've he's made enough money to live his life happily for the rest of his life and go and enjoy it while you can. Yeah, of course he has. Uh, it does just bring up this interesting thing, though, doesn't it? Where he, he clearly must have made this decision like very recently. It, it's not some. He might have been mulling it for you know years, maybe, but mm. this was clearly something where the prospect of playing a full NFL season as, as an approach was just too much for him. Uh, otherwise, you'd have thought he'd have retired after last season or before the draft to give the team 
chance to put something in place. But yeah, I heard yeah. that he'd let the, the kind of the higher ups know maybe two weeks before the, the actual decision that he was thinking of yeah. retiring, and that's it's still pretty close to the season, but. Yeah, you can't knock the man for retiring now to, to have, live a happy life. And yeah, the amount of injuries he's had, it's a, it's a lot to take. Yeah, uh, I think the narrative would have been a bit different around it if they hadn't had Jacoby Brissett sat behind him. Yes. Yeah, if uh, if Brian Hoyer was there originally. <laughs> yeah, if we, yeah, if we faced a, a season of Brian Hoyer trying to get the Colts to the playoffs and dragging his sort of corpse behind them as they, <laughs> as they face the Patriots <laughs> in the first round. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, right, let's talk some trades. Some big trades happened this weekend. Most importantly for me, the Seahawks got pretty fearsome on that offen- uh, defensive line trading for Jadavion Clowney. Uh, they've already said that they will not franchise tag him. They'll let him hit the market, obviously offer him a deal himself. But more more news came out of this over the weekend. Not only did we just give them two linebackers who we were probably going to cut anyway, mm-hmm. we're also paying them seven... Clowney uh, seven million dollars. The Texans have paid him eight million for this year. So, what are they doing? How so, is Bill O'Brien getting away with this. So, just for, just for the sake of clarity, because obviously I read this, I just want to make sure I've got this right. So, so what were the exact um, what was the exact remit of the trade? It was Bartavius Mingo. Yep. Um, who Jacob was the other Martin. line? Jacob Martin. Yeah. And, and was there any picks involved? I. Th- I think a third round pick. Yeah, I thought so as well. Which yeah, okay. we will get back if Clowney leaves and L Thomas is L Thomas this year. We will get that pick in a compensatory pick. Right, right. So okay, we so nothing. It's that. nothing. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nothing for a franchise player. Yeah. But maybe only a season of a, of a franchise player. It's worth pointing out because yeah. on on the face of it, this looks you know almost ridiculous from the Texans' point of view. The way I look at um, it, it's effectively a one mil, a, a seven million pound fee for a one-year loan deal which could turn into a big contract for him if he performs if not we let him hit the market and he's happy and we've had a good yeah. season with him it's exactly it's a win-win isn't it there's no risk for the seahawks here really no paying clowny seven million dollars it's scandalous that the Texans yeah. have allowed this to happen this is surely not the best deal they got offered no it, yeah it, the problem with it with what's happened with the texas here they didn't face a choice they had to get rid of them they mm. backed themselves into a corner they, they'd spoke about tr- him being on the trade block seemingly for months yeah he, he had to go he um, walk away wasn't he yeah they were going to get nothing for him so they've had to trade him for you know cents on the dollar if you will and, and it, it's not it, the, the problem is with the management earlier in the season rather than the actual trade itself they didn't need to get to this point and and that opens up the question of you know what is bill o'brien doing why is he being allowed to even make these decisions um being treated like some kind of bill belichick messiah all <laughs> overarching yeah. overlord over the texans so um yeah i don't know what you think of all that it, it seems a little bit strange to me that he's being given so much rope on this kind of stuff especially with the other deal that we're about to talk about <laughs> Well, yeah, you lead, lead lead away with that one. What is O'Brien yeah? So, to? so, <laughs> so Laramie Tunsil, and again, another interesting one. This because uh, the argument is that this deal actually makes them better for this year, but I'm not convinced that that's necessarily a good idea for a team like the Texans. Yeah. So they traded for Laramie Tunsil, obviously a franchise left tackle, a guy who you might remember from such shows as uh, the Gas Mask, after he was a consensus first overall pick a few years ago. <laughs> Who <laughs> might or it might it might or might not have been released by his own stepfather. We never quite got to the bottom of that. No. Um, so it's, anyway, yeah, sorry. So so they trade for Laramie Tunsil, franchise left tackle. Um, they give up two first round picks. If I'm not mistaken. So it's 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Is that right? And um, they also get Kenny Stills in the deal. Yes. Yeah. So. <sighs> I mean, I mean, what's that? I can't. The 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 the, the clowny one, I can almost 
understand from the position they were in that day. Yeah. Um, this makes no sense to me. You, you're completely bargaining your future uh, on an offensive tackle who, you know, have we accepted that he's a consensus top five left tackle in the league? He's a name I've not heard since the first year he was drafted, if I'm honest. He's exactly. He's been there. And yeah, done his uh, job, I suppose. Which, is which maybe want, is a good but, thing for a lineman, yeah. But yeah. but you do tend to hear. I, I haven't, unfortunately, I've not looked into. I, I don't know. Has he been to the Pro Bowl or, or any of that kind of stuff? I don't know if that really matters for linemen that much, no. given the voting process. But um, you don't hear a great deal about him. Obviously, tackles, left tackles especially, are so so valuable. So yeah, um, you do understand needing that and to protect Deshaun Watson. But um, if only they hadn't tried to loss. Um, What's his name? Uh, big left tackle that they used to have, that we now have. Uh, uh, Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> madness. Absolute madness, isn't it? It's like, where did Bill O'Brien learn this? Uh, this... <laughs> He's been to the Carl Nassib School of Business. Um, I don't know. It, it, this seems like completely bargaining you entire... I mean, imagine this. The, the Texans, it, if this was a team that was right on that cusp, you know, someone like, um, say the Chiefs didn't have a left tackle, you know, yeah. someone had got injured and they traded, you would kind of understand this move a little bit more. But yeah. for a team that I don't even think the window is necessarily open, I mean, yeah, they might win that division because it's so weak, but yeah. can you really see them going into Foxborough and winning or, or you know, even beating the Steelers? Or, There's um, absolutely no depth. I think me and Dave said yeah. a few weeks back on our preview show, they've got stars and they've got some of the best stars in Hopkins do, yeah. and Watson. What is behind that? Like, Will it, Fuller's fine, but never fit. I can't you know remember what, their tight end. You know what teams with no depth need? First round draft picks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the wildest. When I woke up to to see this deal, I genuinely thought it was a joke. I, I was compl- I was so confused. I was like, "You don't see trades like this. It, it, no. it seems so one sided." Um, you know, and like I say, to be fair to the Texans, it, it probably does make them better for this year. Uh, so if you want to make that argument, you can. I just don't think that for a team like the Texans, that's worth what they've given up. No, not at all. Because yeah, they're probably going to win this season anyway. Because the, the, this this has all happened after luck. Announces retirement. So, so that's the one argument, isn't it? Is is the reason that they've done this? They've seen. You would hope that an NFL team isn't so reactionary as this, but is it that they've seen Andrew Luck retire and and there's a bit of concern there with Deshaun Watson and and kind of a similar situation to what Andy Luck had at the start of his career with a, a terrible offensive line. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, uh, they've also traded for Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde uh, in the last couple of days. Um, I mean, they had to get a running back in after Lamar yep. Miller went down. They make sense, I suppose. Hyde yeah. Johnson between them would handle handle the load, I assume. Yeah, by committee, um, seems like a good move. Generally, uh, I don't know what what was the compensation for those. Have you got those in front of you? Uh, no, I don't. No, I, much, I didn't. Though, to be I didn't even hear because I didn't. I think it was just lower round draft picks yeah, or moving positions. Happened. Yeah, but uh, Carlos Hyde, I've always thought a little bit underrated after a couple injuries. Um, yeah, I was always yeah, always surprised he didn't get a little bit more of a look in over the last season or two, but. Um, yeah, seems like this is the one sense they've made that seems to make a bit of sense to me this week. Carlos Hyde is on his uh, fifth team in two seasons, I think. Yeah, always seemed like a good guy as well. Didn't seem like a kind of a, a locker room issue or someone that you'd think would be, you know, a Terrell Pryor type. So. No, left the Niners in 2017, went to the Browns, then to the Jags, then to the Chiefs, and now the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Working his way around the league. Anyway, the, well, um, maybe he's found his home. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. On the other side of those trades, of course, was the Dolphins, who have. Fully embraced the tank this year, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, did you see this ESPN article um, this week uh, where they ran a simu- 
they ran a simulation. Um, <laughs> did you see this? Did you read this at all? I only saw the Seahawks side of it. We're, we're, we're apparently finishing 6 and 10. <laughs> right, so they, they ran this simulation, if you don't know. It was basically, they run, I think, like 1,000 or 10,000 simulations or something like that yeah. about how the season might go. And then at random, the AI picks one scenario. Yeah. And they print that, and they basically go through the whole season, um, and also kind of invent storylines around um, what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, <laughs> on the CSPN article, the Dolphins went, I think it was like eight and three what? to start the season. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the rest of the teams were, were kind of reasonable. Uh, maybe you'd argue that as a Seahawks fan, but it, yeah. you know, it seemed like stuff that you w- wouldn't shock you if it happened. But the Dolphins went on a surge. They didn't end up winning. Uh, the division, the Patriots did, of course, but uh, for most of the season, you know, in the last game, they were competing to win the division. So, um, super weird. So it makes you think, doesn't it? You know, is it a tank? The answer is yes, it is. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their roster now. <laughs> there's, there's nothing there. This is, is there? a wasteland. Yeah. Um, t- to get rid of Tunsil, though, I think it, it probably makes sense given what they're trying to do this year. Um, they, they don't have a long-term quarterback on the roster. Josh Rosen's not the answer. Um, you know, fits magic. Sorry for Josh Rosen. Rosen, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> I, mean, I do. He had no chance last year with the Cardinals, and this year he's gone into this situation thinking it's a fresh new start, and they've just traded everyone around him. But if if he was, you know, if he isn't Paxton Lynch, should he have won this job in in the preseason? Well, yeah. I mean, it is hard to beat Ryan Fitzpatrick out of well, the start of the season with. He is just <laughs> magical for a few years, a few weeks, and then just falls apart. But yeah, it's is such a weird situation. It will put the Dolphins in a really strange position if, uh, when he comes in in week five and replaces <laughs> Fitzpatrick, he starts, you know, winning or, or playing really well. Um, that's going to put him in a really strange position. But yeah, I think odds on the Dolphins drafting Tua at number one overall. Yeah. Oh my, I was looking at the Dolphins' schedule. They got a week five bye, which is never great. They start with the Ravens, then play the Patriots, then play the Cowboys, then play the Chargers. <laughs> You they just can't see it win four games in a row there, are they? No, no. but ESPN thinks so. so. <laughs> Ridiculous. But they, might, say, they might pick up a win out of their bargains against the Redskins. <laughs> they've got the Bills, Steelers, Jets, Colts. Oh, God, they're going to get maybe one win this season. You just think, though, you, I know it's a kind of a cliche, but, you know, the old underdog, a team with some, nothing to prove, you know, nothing to... <laughs> you never know. That these kind of teams can sometimes surprise you. Don't get me wrong, they're not going to the playoffs, but would it really surprise you if they ended up? Yeah, if they ended on like six wins and put in a few surprise performances. I mean, they beat the Patriots once every year, well, so there's a yeah, win. True, they're going to get at least one. <laughs> That's such a weird team, anyway. Um, any other news kind of jump out to you? Any of the cuts? Any surprise by any of those? Uh, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, join Antonio Brown mm-hmm. um, drama for the week. Yeah. This only happened about an hour ago. He's found his helmet, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he's also posted on Instagram a letter that Mike Mayock has sent him. Um, have you seen this yet? Yes, I saw your yeah. uh, copy of that. Yeah, yeah so he's basically sent uh, a picture on his Instagram story of Mike Mayock fining him $50,000 for not showing up to two practices um, and basically, in a special Antonio Brown way, uh, pointing out how ridiculous this is yeah. um, on his social media feed of millions of followers. Um, you know who I feel sorry for? Mike Mayock. <laughs> you know, this guy had a, a cushy little job, really cushy you know, job. loved on the NFL Network, you know, doing the draft, and, and now he's got to deal with that Antonio Brown nonsense day after day. <laughs> <laughs> Is he out of there after this year? He might leave himself. <laughs> well, possibly. Yeah, I, I love Antonio Brown. I think 
if you want the performance on the field, you have to put up with this insanity. And but, but we didn't know. That's the thing. Coming from a Steelers perspective, for years and years and years, he was great, and there was never any of this. There was. I think the Steelers uh, are one of those franchises, though, that not a lot of stuff leaks out from there, unless Big Ben mm-hmm. turns to the press. There's some stuff that's gone on behind the scenes with Brown that they've just kept completely under wraps. Potentially, but if you listen to some of the the, the Steelers beat writers and, and people like Adidi Kinkabalo, and, and they, they say that there was a, it does feel like there was a change with Antonio Brown. Yeah, um, and things kind of got to his head. It, it might have always been there, but you know, as he got more successful, he he did change, and, and all these stories come out about him throwing furniture off, you know, penthouse suite balconies, and and this is just not the action of like a, a sixth round pick that you know had a chip on his shoulder. This is the action of a you know the biggest diva I think we've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah. So I like, you know, I like the the diva, the divaishness. I always like to. Oh, it's interesting as well. And Ocho Cinco. Yeah. I like these guys. They're different. They they just they make it more fun. Make yeah, it, more it does. I, I just don't know what you think of the whole take. You know, is there an issue with Antonio Brown? I know this this is something that sparks ire in a lot of people that, that for even suggesting this, but a lot of people have suggested that some of the hits he's taken over the years might be a factor mm-hmm. in his his strange actions because they do seem strange. It's not just you know, it's not just a diva mentality. Some of the things he does just seem odd and. Yeah. Um, it does make you worry that he's maybe not in the right place mentally, but you know maybe that's not for us to say. No, yeah, that's uh, for doctors to kind of figure out later, later in life, I suppose. But yeah, um, no other real news apart from this big headline that the Raiders have placed Nathan Peterman on IR. Rest in peace. Oh, and that's a shame because we don't get our game of six interceptions in the first quarter this year, which <laughs> you know is upsetting. I love how excited he got about preseason performances. <laughs> Have really pumped up John Gruden. Oh, I really like this Peterman kid. <laughs> knock on wood if you're with me. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Calling everyone men and knock on wood if you're with me. I hate John Gruden now. <laughs> he is a ridiculous man. Right, anyway, let's get into our previews. We don't want to run too long with our first Go one, on. but we can get a bit more in-depth with these. We start, of course, Thursday Night Football. Why are the Super Bowl champions not on the kickoff game this oh, year? I quite like this, the, the 100 year anniversary game um, angle. We, we, oh, is that why? It, is that what oh, it so, is? yeah, sorry. So that's why, yeah, basically because it's the NFL 100, this is the oldest rivalry they're doing the whole. Right. It's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a big, you know, to do, and, and they're going to have a little uh, pre game thing. And yeah, so that's why. Um, okay, but also, enough. enough of the Patriots in week one on prime time. Well, they put them on Sunday Night Football instead. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but at least it's against the Steelers, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so this one then, heading into the season. Um, Packers and Chicago both kind of largely unchanged. Um, mm. Who do you think has the the edge here? It's at uh, Soldier Field. Yeah, the, the it seems like the smart money's on Chicago. Um, that, that's where the bookies are placing this, which is it seems super weird to think after you know yeah. two years ago. Um, I do worry that the Bears might be one of these teams that really falls back to the pack after a, a promising uh, year last year. A lot of it obviously depends on how Mitch develops. Yeah. Um, but you've got to remember Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and he can win any individual game against any team. Yes. Um, so I think it's going to be a really interesting one. A lot more interesting this matchup's been in previous years. Yeah, what do you think some of the, the kind of the key matchups here? I think Rodgers with his, his group of second year receivers against that um, Bears secondary is kind of the main look to in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Get me some more equanimous St. Brown <laughs> calls on prime time, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Packers receiving call has always been something I've been surprised they've not kind of addressed more as it, it's failed to live up to, you know, what Aaron Rodgers yeah. probably deserves. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one to watch. Obviously, the Bears defense is, 
you know, it, it on paper looks absolutely fire. So um, that's another one. See if they can get Aaron Rodgers. I think obviously he's one of the best playmaking quarterbacks along with Patrick Mahomes. So uh, that's another interesting one for me. Yeah. Um, who are you picking? In? I'm going to go with Chicago. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Bears in a pretty close one. I think it comes down to a field goal. Yeah, I agree with that. No, no one's getting blown out here. Um, there we go then, into our Sunday night games, and this is where it gets real. Red zone is on. <laughs> I am in front of Scott that TV. <laughs> yeah. Six hours of commercial free football starts now. <laughs> God, I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, we're, we're starting with Tennessee at Cleveland. Um, this can only go one way, can't it? I, I'm so down on the Titans. I'm really sorry, Dave, uh, my friend who's a Titans fan. I, I do not see where we're going to get wins from this season. Delaney Walker aside, I just there's there's nothing in that team for me on offense at least. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think they probably hope that the sort of young wide receivers um, come out and have a good season this year. Mm. Um, but as for this game, obviously I would pick the Browns. I wouldn't be surprised though if this was one of those kind of weird Week One games. Yeah. No, um, yeah. Looking at looking at all the games that are on the schedule, and week one's probably one of the hardest weeks to predict as it anyway, because so many teams you know yeah. come out the blocks in a strange way. But um, you know the Browns, a lot of hype in the off season, a lot to live up to. Mm. Great looking roster. I wouldn't be surprised though if this ends up being one of those kind of strange games that you know maybe comes in a, or goes to overtime or, or something something strange like that. This is um, the uh, Sky Sports six pm game. Okay, right. Yeah, Titans at Browns. That's a good one for week one for the, to get the Browns on. Yeah, they, they might not have... If they, they, well, all the hype is there behind them. and they've get, The perfect opportunity is there to put on a performance. The Titans' defence is yeah. good, but I think it is, it is beatable. Uh, keep away from Kevin Bayard and yeah. just beat that pass rush and the linebackers aren't the best. So, yeah, I'm obviously picking Cleveland in this. Yeah, I'd pick Cleveland in this, but the Browns have let me down with this before because I, I tried to show my my own father once the wonders of American football because he's one of these people who just doesn't get it. So I sat him down to watch Johnny, Johnny Manziel's debut game oh, against no. the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they got completely shut out and it was the most boring game you've ever seen and my dad's never watched it since. So Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it on this one either against the Titans team. <laughs> Could score nine points against that Cleveland defence, but yeah, both Cleveland here. Uh, we're up next. We're going to Miami. Uh, and we do we are, have to? <laughs> well, <laughs> the Ravens have to. Um, and they're going to fly in there and they're going to fly out with a win, aren't they? Yeah, I think. You're you probably going to pick against the Dolphins in every game this year unless they start to prove me wrong. But How again, many picks is Old Thomas going to get off Fitzpatrick on his Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> Steve? Uh, None. 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 No, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I have faith in, in, in Fitzmagic. I, I want to see him at the podium with a big gold chain on after this game. <laughs> Didn't he put out 50 points in week one last year? Oh, I, I don't the Saints, know. like 52-45 or something like that. <laughs> it sounds right, because Fitzmagic did come out of the gate swinging last year, didn't he? Yeah. But I haven't got that good a memory, unfortunately. I think it was definitely some huge fancy points, and everyone picked him up, and he was just a disaster after that. But... <laughs> But it's going to be an interesting game for the Ravens because you know to see Lamar Miller's the big, um, mm. you know, the big talk of the town over there. Can he, you know, develop as a passer, or is this going to be a one-dimensional offense? Yeah, what do you think? Do you think he he has got that ability? Dave always says he he was quite a good passer in uh, college. I'm very skeptical. There's a difference between being a good passer in college and being a good passer in the NFL. Um, you know, the tightness of the defense and the speed of the game is so different. Mm. Um, obviously, he's super athletic. He's he's a He's great in the running game, but I do worry that the Ravens are going to almost kind of cap themselves yeah. um, when they're playing with uh, Lamar Miller in terms of um, 
the level of of how they can compete against teams with great pass defense who just want to yeah. stack the box against them. Um, and, and I'm worried it might stop them from ever becoming a great team. Um, I also worry about his durability. Well, yeah, he's a he's a slight man, but their receiving core is. I mean, Willis needs a wide receiver one. Yeah, that that's. Um, I mean, they've been they've been missing on wide receivers for years, haven't they? Um, who who else is on the depth chart receiver? Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. That's the one. Yeah, um, I knew they'd pick someone. Seth Roberts, who always pops up with two or three touchdowns a year, mainly when he's yeah. for Oakland. Uh, and they drafted Miles Boykin. And that's the the four guys really. Chris Moore is still there. I think Marquise Brown's interested in the. You know, he's a bit of a burner, isn't he? And he yeah. um, potentially if could offer some space to launch. It. Yeah, yeah, because he's got a big arm, and you know, so. Hmm. It might mean that they have to kind of, you know, honour the the pass a little bit more. Um, Mark Andrews is a, is a threat as well, isn't he? He scored yeah. a ninety yard touchdown, I think, last season. Yeah, and, and their running back room is is crowded with kind of um, guys like Gus Edwards and, and, and people that you see rotate around. Yeah, um, so they've got a lot of depth there as well. So I think they'll be a great running team, but yeah, uh, time will tell. I do think they've kind of capped themselves at maybe nine wins this season. Yeah, that sounds about right. But um, obviously, a win but this is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, without doubt, a win in week one for the Ravens at Miami. Um, well, I should say, we are keeping a track of all of these. Myself, Dave, uh, Simon, and our friend Ryan, uh, who you've heard the same questions in before. We're going to track all of our um, picks throughout the season and we'll let you know how we get on each week on the podcast. Ross, I've just realised um, you just let me call Lamar Jackson, Lamar Miller, like twice during that segment, didn't you? Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brain just totally went then. <laughs> yeah, it's the first Lamar you go to. I do it all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> People know who we're talking about at this point. Um, next up is Atlanta at Minnesota, in which kind of previews as a good game. Atlanta look yeah. fit and firing, and Minnesota's defense is good, but they've also got that good offense to stack up against the Atlanta good defense. It's, it's, it should be a great game. Should be a good game. Obviously, it's strange with the Vikings because they almost feel like a forgotten stepchild in the NFC North at the minute. With uh, everyone talking about Green Bay and Chicago, but they're definitely in with a big chance of winning that division this year. Yeah. Um, people just seem so out on Kirk Cousins, um, and I've seen a lot of arguments out there that, that maybe it isn't Kirk Cousins' fault. <laughs> no, I mean he's fine, isn't he? He's fine. That's the problem. Yeah, for me, I, I'm not a massive Kirk Cousins fan. I thought they overpaid him at the time. Yeah. Um, but as for the Falcons, you probably know if you listen to the NFC South preview, um, I, f- I think they've got a, a really talented roster coming back with all the injury uh, injured players coming back yeah. this season. Um, you've got to remember it was week one that um, Keanu Neal and, and, and the safety went down mm. uh, at Foxborough last year. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close one. Pick a side, Simon. I'm going to go for the tie. The mythical tie. The mythical tie. <laughs> um, it's usually one in week one, it feels like now, ever since in they changed Minnesota. It is in Minnesota, but Minnesota now has a dome, yeah. which Matt Ryan loves. I'm going to go Falcons on this. I, I think I'm with you. I just like that Falcons offense a touch more than the Me Vikings too. offense. That receiver core is oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, second year Calvin Ridley. Calvin um, Ridley. A fit, Javante Freeman as well, and obviously Julio Jones without a foot injury, at least for one week. And I love Mo Sanu, one of my yeah. favourite like wide receiver twos. And a great uh, flea flicker option as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can throw further than 28 quarterbacks in the NFL, I saw <laughs> today. Can. That was insane. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we're both going with Atlanta on the road there. Perfect. Interesting choice. Uh, next up is the New York Jets travelling to the Buffalo Bills. This should be a fun game as well. I really like the yeah. Bills. 
I like the the Jets Bills kind of games because mm. it's two teams that are just so mal- much al- maligned, you know, with the Patriots. Yeah. Um, so I always find these kind of fun throwaway games normally, but maybe not this year. Um, you know, I'm really interested to see what Le'Veon Bell looks like after mm-hmm. you know a year off. Um, and I'm really interested to see Josh Allen this year as well and see if he can develop. So a really interesting matchup. Yeah, I love Josh Allen. Outside of Russell Wilson, he's my favourite quarterback in the league. Really? I love a guy that's that size that can run around like he can, but also yeah. have that absolute cannon. If he can develop a little yeah. bit of touch. Yeah, I just hope he gets a bit of accuracy, a bit of touch. He could be a real star, but in Buffalo it is tough. Yes, uh, they've given him the options. They've, they've got John Brown in there now, who's a, a very yep. good underrated receiver. And they've, they've brought in Devils, Devin Singletary, along with Frank Gore at running back, and TJ Yeldon. All three of them can do a job. Uh, obviously, Shady McCoy is now gone. Yeah, I think maybe it's for the best. That was a relationship that just felt like it was stale. Um, I do think he has something to give, and maybe we'll get to that when we talk about Kansas, but um, I I think probably best to move on with the rookie running back there. Yeah, Singletary's looked good in preseason. They're a 4-9 preseason. And obviously Frank Gore, still knocking around. Exactly, the inconvenient (laughs) truth, as they call him in the Iron League podcast. Um, It's in New York, but it doesn't really matter with the Buffalo Jets game. Um, I'm going Bills on the road. I'm going to go Jets, probably against my better judgment. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Jets uh, on this one. I reserve the right to change these before, <laughs> before the start. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go Jets on this one. I just think uh, I'm really interested to see what Le'Veon looks like. I think he's going to do well this year, yeah, um, much to my chagrin after what he said about the Steelers today. But um, yeah. And a second year Sam Darnold as well. You want to see some development there. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's time for him to really step up and, and prove that he can lead the Jets team to something yeah. uh, bigger than they used to. Washington at Philly. This should be over before it begins, shouldn't it? These yeah. far too strong for the Redskins. Yeah, I think this is probably more one-sided than the Miami game, to yeah. be honest. Um, I really am out on the Redskins this year. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think they're going to be in contention for the first overall pick, along with the Bengals and the the Dolphins. Um, Case Keenum's just starting quarterback. Okay, I know. I, I imagine going into your season with Case Keenum as your starting quarterback in, in twenty nineteen. <laughs> Obviously, you got Dwayne Haskins sitting there. When do you think he comes in? It can't be long. Keenum can't have a, a long rope to work with here. I'm not sure when their bye week is. Oh, they got quite a late bye week, week ten. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. It's, I don't know, around maybe the, the New England game, week five, week six, yeah. playing Miami in week six. People didn't seem overly keen on him in the, from his shows in the preseason. Uh, obviously, I didn't watch a great deal of Redskins preseason, but <laughs> no. from from what I saw and what from what I heard, but you know, you never know. Sometimes it, it really comes out of people in 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 the regular season. Yeah, uh, the Paul Eagles, Rich- on the other hand. Well, yeah, sorry, on the Redskins, Paul, Paul Richardson's a wide receiver one. Um, Trey Quinn is going to the game questionable. He's number two. And rookie Reed's Taylor. still out. Yep, Jordan Reed's yep. <coughs> head almost exploded last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> I feel so bad for him because he's such a great receiver. I know. I used to love it. I used to draft him in my fantasy league yeah. every year, and now he's just undraftable it's at this so point. Undraftable, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Eagles are my Super Bowl pick now. Oh, really? I've switched. Yeah, they are going to win it all because Carson Wentz is fantastic. They've added Deshaun Watson back to this team, which is a fantastic move. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson, even. Um, Alshon Jeffrey is incredibly underrated. He is. For what yeah. he does. They've got Zach Ertz, who's great. Dallas Goddard is right behind him, is really good as well. And they've added Mars Sanders at running back, along with Jordan Howard. It There's no weakness on that offence. Yeah, no, you're right. And obviously the defence is no slouch either. No, um, and the offensive line is superb as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're almost convincing me. Actually, I kind of, <laughs> I have, I have, <laughs> I have the Cowboys as an outside pick in this division, and now I'm starting to question why after you, <laughs> after the, the point you've made. Line is filthy. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson, and Derek yeah. Barnett. <clears throat> I just feel like the, I almost feel like they sold the soul to the devil for that Super Bowl win, and ever since they've just kind of had a bit of bad luck mm. <laughs> yeah. on a great team. Um, but you know, the window is definitely still open, um, and they're definitely in with a shout, and I think they should win this game. Handily. Yeah, fairly comfortably. It's be over well at the end of the first quarter, I think. Um, next up is the Rams travelling to the Panthers. It should be a good game. The the Rams this year are one of the most interesting teams for me because I'm starting to see it more and more being a trendy pick that the Rams aren't going to compete this year. Yeah, I like um, that. Yeah. <laughs> I think... It's overblown. I think people have just had too long to think on the Super Bowl and, and the drama around Gurley and, and all that. Yeah. Um, I think the Rams are going to be right up there. I haven't been in the division, unfortunately, but I do think the Seahawks will make the playoffs. <laughs> so, before you jump down my throat. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take that. I'm then my top two options as well. Yeah, they've got Goff. They've got Borgs as a backup now, which is fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we see him at some point. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Todd Gurley's there for, for how long of how many snaps per game. We don't know, but he's got to be the the runabout one to begin with and just kind of they might manage him throughout the season but mm-hmm. that's fine the receiving core is incredible I think Cooks, Woods and Cup there's no one between them they're 1A, 1B and 1C aren't they? Yeah it's a weird receiving core because um, you know with with a guy like Cup coming out the slot and things it's almost like three guys uh, you wouldn't expect to be your prototypical wide receiver one they almost all have roles you know yeah. Cooks is your burner and, and Cup your slot guy but three guys that seem to work so so well together on that offence yeah um, I'm excited for Cup this year. I hope he comes back great from the injury he had last year. Yeah, I've drafted him everywhere I can. He's, he's yeah. a red zone guy, and he was on pace for yeah. a, not a historic season, but an incredible season last year. But, but great for you know a lower round slot guy. You know mm-hmm. uh, he was on over a uh, thousand yard season if he'd have played the full season. So yeah, um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think still, obviously, that that offense has not changed. Potent offense. They're going to be right up there this season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, defensive, they've lost a couple of pieces. Uh, they've brought in Clay Matthews, which I think he's a. He's a bit too old now. I think he's a little bit past it, personally. They've moved Dante Fowler to linebacker. They've got the Marcus Peters um, personality and yep. cornerback. You've, you've not heard from him in a while. I almost forgot about Marcus Peters after yeah, thinking about something it so big much. Is coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Marcus Peters. I know he's a bit of a a bit of a drama queen and, and you know playing with no socks on or, or whatever all that drama was about yeah. <laughs> but um yeah no I, I, he's a great cornerback you can't argue with that no, so um, to leap together a cracking duo yeah i've got every yeah. at free safety now as well who i think still got something that is that is dangerous yeah that's a it's a, it's a fun backfield <laughs> and also let's not forget navigate. number 99 who it's probably yeah, the best player in the nfl <laughs> yeah definitely is the best player in the whole NFL yeah. I think Dave said in his Betfair piece that he should win the MVP every year but he's not a quarterback so he won't yeah maybe he should start giving him the ball instead of Goff he could have saved some money just stick him on the running back if Gurley's down do the, do the Don Terry Poe yeah, thing on the goal line <laughs> he's just a freak of a human being he's a ridiculous man and uh, just to take it to my favourite corner punting corner Johnny Hecker the best punter in the league no you get out of here he is not Michael <laughs> Dixon <laughs> uh, the Panthers on the other side they are I mean everything rests on Cam staying fit and McCaffrey being who we think he's going to be yeah it's all on Cam as always here um, questionable receiving options apart from McCaffrey we hope that uh, Samuel and DJ Moore can step up this season um, I'm worried about Cam yeah 
uh, we're not hearing good things. He still sounds pretty banged up, and, and this is before even week one. At least last season, it wasn't until sort of week five or six that we started hearing all this. So uh, I, I am a little bit worried. Um, I'm worried uh, for the just the run they went on last year. I know it's down to Cam being injured, but that yeah. was demoralising. They've not really changed the team a lot. Even no. All the coaching stuff. I must admit, I think it's going to be a pretty mediocre season for the Panthers this year, and uh, and uh, I hope it doesn't cost Ron Rivera's job because I like Ron Rivera and I think he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a proper old school coach, but they've got a new owner and uh, maybe looking to bring some new guys in. But who are you going for here? Rams on the road? Yeah, I'm going to go Rams on the road here. Yeah, it's a safe pick. Yeah, makes sense. Next up is the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Uh, my girlfriend won't like me for saying this, but the Chiefs are going to blow out the Jags and, <laughs> and show us all why uh, why they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the Chiefs excite me so much this year. I know they've probably had a bit too much hype at this point in the off season. Uh, everywhere I look are just three pictures of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they really excite me. I, I think you know they're just going to really crack on and carry on what we saw last season from them. Yeah, I don't really know how you stop them. Like they can put no, I've got a clue. kill and slow him down. But then what do you do with uh, Travis Kelsey? I mean, this is the first season as a Steelers fan that I'm not scared about. Tom Brady in, in the playoffs anymore uh, assuming that we get there I'm scared of the Chiefs yeah. <laughs> I don't want to play the Chiefs so yeah I, I don't know how you stop this offence no um, the Jaguars have changed a few things they've brought in Nick Foles he'll be Nick Foles do what Nick Foles does yep uh, Fournette I, I hope he's good this year I like Fournette. I do I yeah, I like Fournette, and I really liked him coming out of the draft. I drafted him in his rookie year, and he you know, seemed to have a great season that year, and I don't really know what's happened with him. Um, it's almost like he's fallen out of favour with uh, you know, the, the coaches there. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's his attitude. Obviously, we don't see behind the scenes, but the Jags last year, for, for all the, the talking that they did, what a disappointment. Yes, they were far too arrogant heading into the season, I think, and it cost them yeah. a lot of time. Which I enjoyed after what they did to us in the playoffs the season before, <laughs> and all the berating I had to hear about it. But um, yeah, you know I do like the Jags. Obviously, UK's franchise. You know, the, the, they're a nice little team down there in Florida. I, I hope that they do well. Um, but uh, I'm struggling to see it. I just don't think they're being run particularly well, considering who's at the helm over. Yeah, no, I think you're fair. Um, obviously, both picking the Chiefs to win that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Colts. Travel to LA to take on the Chargers. Um, this will be interesting. Yeah, this should be a good game. I think the Chargers are really overhyped heading into this season. It's difficult because they they have a great roster, um, but the football gods hate them. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people talk about wanting an all LA Super Bowl this year. I don't see them getting that far in the AFC. No. Again, another team like the Ravens that almost feel like they kind of have a cap on where they can get to. Yeah. Um, and I feel bad for uh, Rivers because he probably deserves a Super Bowl at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'd love to see the whole celebration at the end of the game with him and all 33 of his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Stacked into the podium. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I know. It'll be interesting to see uh, Joe Bosa, um, see if he can have another great season this year and cement himself as one of the, the top pass rushers. And, you know, they have a tidy little defence and, and some nice pieces on offence there. Um, Keen Allen will have another great season. Obviously, we hope that Mike Williams steps up this year. But yeah, he's um, back from his injury. To have to be in a division with the Chiefs is tough as well. So they're really playing for, in my opinion, a wild card spot. Yeah, I think that's um, fair. Obviously, Gordon's going to be out to. I'm assuming week twelve when he yeah. back and they've got their bye as well. I'll be honest. I've liked the way the Chargers have played this whole Gordon yeah, thing. This week Sunday, we're not talking about. Yeah, we're not talking anymore. about it anymore. Yeah. Which, given because I think Gordon 
he's not Le'Veon Bell, you know. No. Is I didn't think he really used to have yeah. this sort of holdout. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, I've liked the way they've handled that. Um, but in terms of this game, I think it's going to be tight with Jacoby Brissett at the helm. Mm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how this he plays. I don't, what do you think of the Colts? I like I like the Colts roster. They were my yeah. Super Bowl pick before. They've got a very strong roster. They've got an incredible offensive line now. T.Y. Hilton still is somehow underrated as a receiver in this league. And who do they play at tight end? They've got three guys there that can all do a really fantastic job in Ali Cox, Ebron and Jack Doyle. Yeah, I think Ebron's going to be your main guy. And, uh, you know, he stepped up last year in terms of his red zone um, usage and things like that. But without Andy Luck there, is it going to be the same? Who knows? I think they can do well. I like Marlon Mack as well. He's a good running back. And on defence, um, Darius Leonard was a superstar last year. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he obviously drafted uh, Rocky Sin yeah. um, and uh, Malik Hooker. Oh, yeah, Malik Hooker's back. Yeah, um, so it's you know a tidy little defensive back unit there as well. Justin Houston as well. Yeah, and I like Justin Houston. I know he's getting on a bit, but yeah, still do a job. Can't he's a absolutely situational yeah. pass rusher. Um, who are you going for here? Then Colts on the road, or it's not really a home advantage, is it? That's the thing for the Chargers. Yeah. I... I am going to go Chargers on this one, just because if, if Andy Luck was there, I'd go Colts, but yeah. until I've seen what Brissett's going to bring this season, I'm going to play it safe and go with the Chargers. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, that's a 9 o'clock game, by the way, in the UK, 9 5 9 kickoff. Another one of those, and the other, other one of those, is the Cincinnati Bengals travelling to Seattle. And congratulations on Seahawks. <laughs> congratulations on your week one win. Thank you very much. You've got this at a perfect time. No AJ Green, no offensive line by any measure um, for the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals, uh, I'm not going to go too hard on the Bengals in case any Bengals fans are listening, but I, I mean, they're blowing it up, aren't they? They've got rid of Marvin Lewis. It was three years too late, but they've done it. Mm-hmm. So well done for that. Um, now this season, maybe not in as bad a way as the Dolphins, but it's about rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, they're one of the teams that are in the rebuild. You know, show some promise. Maybe get something out of John Ross for Pete's sake. You know, yeah. see something out of the guys that you've drafted. I think the first round pick went to IR. I think. Yeah, um, yes, he did. Yeah, Along uh, with Rodney Anderson, a rookie running yeah. back. So, uh, a lot of bad news around there. But, you know, see what you've got in Andy Dalton. Are, are we still confident in, in him? You know, and they've got some nice pieces. Tyler Boyd's a great wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you've got AJ Green coming back probably about week four-ish. So, there's there's nice pieces there. I just want, I want well, I don't personally as a Steelers fan, but you, you want to see the Bengals start to build something that they've not been able to do with Marvin Lewis. Yeah, definitely. They've also got what seems to be a fit Tyler Eifert that could be a huge advantage for them. yeah I hope so I, I hate that Tyler Eifert is on the Bengals because he's great but he um, I hope he can stay healthy because I felt bad for him yeah so many injuries really serious back injuries as well spine yeah. injuries which is never nice to see um, they gave Gio Bernard a new contract today two years he's a decent backup I like Gio Bernard yeah, I, I don't mind Gio Bernard as a, as a backup. There was talk that he might get cut, but you know, I'm glad that he's been able to stick around. Um, what do you think of um, uh, at running back? What do you think of Joe Mixon this season? I like Mixon. I th- I mean, he led the AFC in rushing yards last year, which is yeah, quite kind of quietly. Yeah, pretty good that he just went under the radar and did that. And obviously, the line does not help um, it being as, as as bad as it is. But I think I, st- I think he'll still get his yards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's probably going to emerge this season as, as one of the better running backs in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks, on the other hand, everyone seems to be fit. DK Metcalf has been listed as a starter, um, opposite side to Tyler Lockett. 
I mean, behind those two, it's a bit of a, a wasteland at receiver. Jaron Brown's come back after being released to make way to make room for um, Clowney, I think. Uh, Will Disley's back after his uh, knee injury, which crippled his uh, rookie season. Uh, our line, I think I like our line, apart from a Jermaine Lefeddy. I hate the man. One out of the league and out of Seattle. <laughs> there was talk he was going to get traded for Clowney, and I was so excited for that. But no, he remains. Um, but our defensive line, I think, if it's if it's fit and healthy, and you got Clowney and uh, Answer coming off the edges, mm. and when Jan Reed returns, um, that's pretty fearsome. And then Michael Kendricks, Bobby Wagner, and KJ Wright, linebackers, that's pretty good. Our secondary is a, a tire fire. I mean, Bradley. Yeah. I like Google, that's good, but the rest of them, oof. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a mess. Shaquille Griffin is not um, Yeah, I was I was gonna ask you that. Yeah, as someone who's not sort of watched the Seahawks as closely as you, how how is Shaquille Griffin look? Season one opposite Richard Sherman, he was fantastic. He looked like a Sherman in the making, but he's he, he hasn't kicked on. I'm hoping this yeah. is the year he kicks on, it's his third season. You'd think it would start to click by now. Um but yeah, I like Bradley McDougall back there. He's kind of the he's taken over from Cam as the enforcer, but uh, T2 as we call him Tedrick Thompson he's a he just flies around the field and misses tackles all over the place and he's backed up by our second round pick Marquise Blair who's been doing the same thing in pre-season so that's fun oh that reminds me of a few people on the Steelers <laughs> over the years <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned punters earlier we got Michael Dixon obviously the best punter in the league and also Jason Myers has come over from the Jets who I like he was good last year and we've had suspect kicking for a couple of years now yeah Janikowski and um, he has shall not be named um <laughs> Seahawks win week one yeah I'm going to go Seahawks win I'm excited for the Seahawks I've always kind of had a soft spot to the, the Seahawks because of how good they were when I started getting into the NFL mm. um, but yeah I'm excited to see the, the Seahawks this year I think one of the more exciting teams especially offensively um, underrated I think yeah I, I agree um, I think they're definitely in with a shot at that division if the Rams uh, do fall back a little bit from last year. Yeah, I mean, we were five uh, points over two combined games from beating them twice last year, the Rams. I think the most exciting thing about the Seahawks is that you've got two players at the moment, for me, that are massively underrated that could be superstars by next season in Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson. Yeah, I um, love Chris Carson. Yeah, so for your sake, I, I hope that they, they both have great seasons. Yeah, Dave's been talking about Tyler Lockett for weeks at me now, and I hope he's right, because if I... If he's not, I can't take it. We need him to be the title locket he was last year. <laughs> and don't forget, we might get our annual Geno Smith game in week uh, 17 if you do well enough. So. Oh no, Wilson will not, will not miss a game. <laughs> I mean, Geno Smith's number three on the roster because a fit Russell Wilson's quarterback one, uh, an injured Russell Wilson's quarterback two, and then Geno Smith <laughs> is there. <laughs> um, the late Sky game is obviously NFC East related. It's New York Giants travelling to Dallas, and which should be a bit of a bloodbath, really. Is there yeah. any way the Giants can compete with Dallas, aside from I... Saquon? <laughs> So yeah, similar to the the Rams hot takes, I'm I'm seeing a lot of talk that the Giants are going to be quietly good this season, and I don't buy it at all. Um, they're in a tough division for me, uh, apart from the Redskins, but the Cowboys and the Eagles are, are both good good teams. Yeah. Um, I don't see them winning this game. I think the Cowboys are going to have the kind of buy annual playoff run this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, even yeah. when Golden Tate returns, Sterling Shepard, Cody Lattimore, Beanie Fowler, 
there's just nothing there apart from Evan Ingram, and I love Evan Ingram. And I saw today yeah. on Rotor World that he's going to have a, you know, there was some kind of crazy quote that they're going to just. I can't remember the exact verbiage now, but it was something that made me sit up and like say, "What a coach said that!" Like, <laughs> it was like we're going to absolutely hammer Evan Ingram this year, and it's like, well, just double him then. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do like Evan Ingram. I think he's going to have a good season, but there's not a lot there, is there? No, it's all on the shoulders of Barkley and Ingram, really. Um, Eli will. How many weeks will Eli make? Do you think? Uh, I think he comes out after the Patriots game, which is is that week five, week six? Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm betting on anyway, because I've got Eli. Uh, sorry, is I've got Daniel Jones as my backup quarterback, uh, ready for okay. the bye weeks. So <laughs> he better be out by then. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys just look in tip-top condition. They looked good even before Zeke returning, didn't they? And now Zeke is guaranteed to be there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're going to just walk all over the Giants. Absolutely. Yeah. I think was it one of you two that really doesn't like Amari Cooper. Yes, I don't. I, I never go anywhere near him in fantasy football. I could, oh, do you, do you, is it just fantasy or is it as a player? I think as a player, I don't. I only ever see him bust one eighty-yard run and then get like two of those in one game and get two hundred yards, but then just disappears for weeks on end. Yeah, fair enough. I I, I only ask because I, I quite like Amari Cooper just as an option. Um, yeah, I, I quite like him playing alongside another great receiver, which maybe Michael Gallup will become that. We don't know, but um, I do like him as an option there as, as a kind of a deep threat and a guy who can make a big play at any moment. Yes. Um, so yeah, excited about the Cowboys. Although, again, are we convinced on Dak Prescott? I'm a little bit tenuous. Mm, Dak falls into that range of. 12 to 15 yeah exactly exactly and it's it's that point where it's like is he a is he a buildable quarterback is he someone you can build around or he's certainly not a 40 million a year quarterback like he was reported no. asking for that's um, that's mental money yeah as with anything it's, it's similar to Russell Wilson I suppose when you draft a guy in the third round it, it's yeah it's great for three seasons, but then if he's still not quite at that top level, obviously Russell Wilson is, luckily, but yeah. um, it puts you in a difficult position. Yeah, well, they're going to have to pay him, because you, you, you can't... You can yeah, you get have better, to pay. but you you have to get lucky to get better, or be really but, bad to get better. But you worry about falling into that Andy Dalton territory where he's not bad enough to get rid of him, but he's not good enough to take you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, because the rest of that roster is there. Offensive line's great, yeah. defence is great, apart from the secondary, I suppose, is a weak point, but... so. Van Der Esch, there's two giraffe moments in my life so far that have just absolutely broken my heart. Right. Um, the, number one was when the Patriots took Chase Winovich. <laughs> yeah. And number two, uh, when we lost Van Der Esch. I wanted Van Der Esch so, so badly. And I'd been spoiled the year before with TJ Watt, who I desperately wanted as well. Yeah, I want him. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we were like one pick before you that year. Yeah, I think. you took him before. Yeah. Um, Van Der Esch, I knew he was going to be... Every season I have one guy who I know is going to be great, even yeah. with my very limited ability to, to scout. <laughs> but Van Der Esch was that guy. TJ Watt was the guy the year before. Um, yeah, Van Der, Esch is, Van Der Esch is going to be an absolute sound league. Yeah, he's, he's taken the, the, the weight of that defence off of Sean Lee's shoulders. Exactly, yeah, he's taken off that Sean Lee. Uh, is, is Sean Lee still on the roster? He is, yeah, he's starting yes, the, crazy. Just SLB, whatever that means. Uh, yeah, so Sean will, Sean Lee will, will, will be there alongside Jonah Smith and Van Der Esch on defence. Uh, Cowboys win? Yes, uh, Cowboys win. I don't think it's going to be close. No. Um, another game which is is interesting, but I don't think in a way that will be entertaining to watch. The Lions travel to Arizona. I, yeah. I'm not in on the Cardinals at all this no. year. 
I like Kyler Murray from what I've seen. I don't watch a lot of college, but his clips I've seen, he looks fun. But yep. I've never been a David Johnson truther. I think he had one really great season, but he's uh, faltered slightly since then. I was in the first season. I really loved David Johnson. You know, he was, it was, it was the season that they were on All or Nothing as well for the yeah. first time. And I, I thought David Johnson was great, and I've been so dismayed to see. And it's the question, you know, is it David Johnson or is it the team? But then that's everyone of the Cardinals at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just completely unknown, I think, heading into the season. The Lions, we know what the Lions are. They're going to be run heavy this year, and with on Johnson and CJ Anderson, that's uh, not, not two bad running backs to go with, really. I'm sick of the Lions. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. Yeah, like, like, of all the teams, maybe apart from the Bengals, but that's a bit more personal. I'm just sick of the Lions. Like, do something. Like, do something. I, I like TJ Hawkinson, but stop drafting tight ends in the first round. Look at your team. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird team they put together. Golladay, Marvin Jones Jr. and Danny Amendola are your Danny starting yeah. receivers. Jesse James is your starting tight end. Yeah, weird. Um, Where's the excitement? It, no, there isn't any, is there? Matt Every Trish team is needs something. Boring head coach. Yeah, there's nothing on this team that I can point at and get excited about. Kerryon Johnson is the one, the one for me that mm. has some sort of it factor. But I don't know who's winning this. It's in Arizona. Does that give them an advantage? Um, I'm going to go rookie jitters and, and go the Lions. Yeah, I think I've got after completely just trashing them. <laughs> but but you know they have Matt Stafford, so they're going to get you know six wins maybe. Yeah, I'll so. pick the Lions. The consensus on this one is 56 percent with uh, Detroit, just 44 with Arizona. So yeah. pretty split. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about um, Kyler Murray, but yeah, he's uh, a very small man, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I hope he doesn't end up like Josh Rosen. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate for two years in a row for the Cardinals. That'd be a real disaster for the Cards, yeah. (laughs) Um, Next up, we've got Tampa Bay travelling to San Francisco, the most overhyped team in football this year. San Francisco? Yep. (laughs) Don't get it. Do not get it. Uh, it's it's the Jimmy G thing. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of got fashionable to start saying, oh, well, Jimmy G hasn't shown anything yet, Um, which is true. Two years ago. Yeah, it's... Jimmy G, I'm starting to question it as well, but then I start questioning myself whether I should be questioning it because have we really seen anything? But, you know, it's the Patriots, that angle. The fact that he came out the Patriots, you know, scheme and and that's where he played his best games and we've seen nothing since. And, yeah, the injuries have played a massive role in that. But, uh, yeah, that that worries me a bit, um, especially considering where I was two years ago where I was like, wow, the the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, what a steal. (laughs) Um, I don't hate the 49ers this year. Like I say, I think they're in a tough division with the Seahawks and... uh, and the Rams, so yeah. I, I don't see them going anywhere. I think they'll be a kind of a solid one of your solid eight and eight teams. I want to I want to make a, a, a bold, outlandish statement Ooh, that Nick Mullins cool. is the best quarterback on this roster. Oh, that's wild! Because he tore the league apart for a couple of weeks last year. He played seven games okay. last season, mm. got two and a half thousand <laughs> yards in seven games. That's five thousand yard pace. Did he have that really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back and look at this. I remember him having that great... I mean, this was at a point when the 49ers were so far from my mind that season. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember him having that great... 14 yards against the Seahawks, uh, 332 against Denver, another 300 against Seattle. But, but this, is a, this is a kid with, you know, he's got a nice arm. How much of this is like, you know, the 49ers are out of this game and we're going to start throwing the ball around the field? Yeah, I mean, fair enough. They were 48 attempts against the Seahawks, 45, uh, 35 yeah. against <laughs> the Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> I don't know, I, I think... I liked what I saw of him last year, and the running back room is a mess. Who's your number one? From, <laughs> yeah. well, McKinnon is fit. Who is number one there? 
Um, it's got to be Matt Breeder. Matt Breeder, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Tevin Coleman, but he's all over the place with it's his Tevin knee. Coleman, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Receivers yeah, are a mess. Dante Tumbled. George Kittle is beautiful. Yeah, George Kittle is is the off, the offense basically. Yeah, because the receivers, Goodwin, we know what Goodwin does. He runs really fast. Yep. Debo Samuel's been playing with the third string offense and not entertaining. Uh, I don't know how that's happening. I like Debo Samuel coming out, but yeah, um, Pettis has been playing as many snaps as they can possibly get him in preseason, which is not a good sign. No, for your starting wide receiver. Yeah, and then defense. Fair enough. The defense is there. That offensive line. It has to show something this year. Because it's a yeah, lot yeah, yeah, need to start performing to the draft status to to get something done. Obviously, Nick Bosa, um, I don't know where I've not heard much of him he's in the preseason. In the Don's depth chart, for whatever that means, he's the second string uh, left defensive end behind D Ford. Behind D Ford, yeah, um, which makes sense. I think he's been dealing with injuries though, but that was kind of the knock on him coming out a little bit, wasn't it? That he's yeah. a bit injury prone. So yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah, I think the 49ers overall, like you say, a little bit overhyped. I don't see them going anywhere, but it's more this season for me the 49ers about is this the team for them to build around? Do they build around Garoppolo and some of the pieces, or, or is it time to blow this up? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. This is the season we have to find that out. Um, let's just move on to the game that you want to talk about, obviously, the Steelers. <laughs> Can I just say, I know you're trying to get on quickly, we shafted the books there a bit. Yeah, sorry, Tampa, we'll talk about you next week. <laughs> Bruce Arians, let's hope he gets a win in his first game, uh, and I'm taking the books. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm taking the bucks because I don't like the Niners, but I don't like Bruce Arians either. I don't care who wins this. I think if both of those, that'd be great. We've had enough of this game. <laughs> yeah, um, Steelers at Patriots. Yes. This is a tasty week one time. Oh, this is, a, this is a nice little game, isn't it? Although... Yeah, to the new look Steelers offense. I like it. Um, I think James Connor is is going to. I mean, he stepped up last year, didn't he? But I think he's really going to have a good season this year. I think he's going to carry on with that. Juju Smith Schuster's just the best player in the league, entertainment wise, <laughs> for me. Um, Monster. He's brilliant. He's a, he's a great and he's a great kid, which is just exactly what you want. And I love all the shade he throws at Antonio Brown every week without people maybe realizing. Yeah, um, he's a great piece. Um, I do. I'm a little bit worried about him in terms of him starting to get doubled up, but thankfully mm-hmm. we have um, uh, James Washington, who it feels like no one is talking about outside uh, the Steelers, yeah. um, who I think is really going to break out and and almost be that Juju. What Juju was to AB, I yeah. think James Washington's going to break out. He's going to take over Dante Moncrief, who's currently listed at number two, um, and he's going to have a great sophomore season. You've got Vance McDonald, who is a really highly rated fantasy. End this year. Absolutely. So, so currently on the offense, tight end is the one spot that's a little bit concerning. Uh, not because of Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald's great, but we have nothing behind him. It's the it's the one place we have no depth whatsoever. Yeah. And um, we have Xavier Grimble uh, and a fifth round draft pick Zach Gentry behind him. We, we did try to get a guy off waivers, but it didn't work out. I think the Browns got Ricky Seals Jones instead. Um. So it, it's it, it is tough because Vance Joseph is a little bit injury prone. Um, and I really don't want to see Xavier Grimble starting games for the Steelers. Um, but we have enough to, to kind of be there. It's the addition by subtraction thing. Um, the locker room, it just feels like, I know it's a little bit cliche, but it feels like there's a great vibe on this team finally for the first time in a long time. Yeah, um, cleared out a lot of the noise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the defence, uh, I'm quite excited about this year for the first time as well. Um, we've obviously uh, just paid Joe Hayden, made him one of the, the top, 15 cornerbacks in the league. Yep. Um, he's going to just 
continue to be a stalwart that we need him we can't let him get injured he's probably one of the most important pieces after Ben Devin um, Bush is exciting Devin Bush is very exciting it surprised me today actually that he's actually listed uh, not as first string at least for this game um, but I think that'll change after the first quarter yeah, he's, <laughs> so he's keep an eye on that. Out that role isn't he yeah definitely <laughs> yeah Patriots then um, what do we make to them they're the Patriots aren't they doesn't matter what yeah. they're for the Patriots you know, Two weeks ago, if you'd asked me this, I was a little bit down on the Patriots. I think I always get sucked into this every year, so maybe it's my own fault. But <laughs> as we've started to see things come together a little bit, and you know Josh Gordon's come back, and they've re-signed uh, Thomas, and and yeah. uh, they've started. For some reason, everyone wants to bloody trade the Patriots, their offensive linemen. Like <laughs> NFL, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think they're going to be at the top, aren't they? They're going to be competing for this uh, for the AFC. Yeah. Uh, but this is going to be a tight game because the Steelers last year, if you remember, did beat the Patriots mm. uh, when they came together, and this is always a really good game. So yeah, it's always a fun game um, to watch as a neutral. I'm actually very much at a fifty-fifty coin flip on this game. Ooh, you have to go Steelers, though. That's the rule on this podcast. You have to go. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I normally root. I need, well, not root, but I normally choose against the Steelers so that at least I have something to fall back on. <laughs> Um, I have picked the Patriots, I think, in the um, the picks that we've done. Yeah. So I'm going to have to remain true to that. Oof, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Controversial. I, I just do it to make myself feel better. Fair <laughs> enough. I've picked the Steelers because I think Juju's going to go off. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> um, two games to talk about. Finally, then, the Texans at the Saints. Lots of points, but Saints come out on top. Yeah, this is all about Drew Brees, this game. Yeah. Um, the biggest connotation for the league is Drew Brees. It, does he look good as he fallen off a cliff? This is the first time we've seen him since you know he had that bad stretch at the end of last season. Um, so this is going to go a long way to kind of informing how we feel about the NFC this season. Yeah, I think that's a little bit overplayed, his kind of downfall and mm. his arm going. And if it has gone, just throw it to Alvin Kamara. Like, <laughs> just let him work. Maybe, but I just don't know if that wins them a Super Bowl, though. That's the thing. No, true. If you can get it from Michael Thomas as well, that will help. The reason they've been so good is because, you know, yeah, exactly, Michael Thomas has been such a factor along with Alvin Kamara, and they've not been one-dimensional. No. So, uh, I think the defence is a lot improved this year as well. Yes, it is. We talked a lot about the Texans earlier. Um, Saints win for me, though. Yeah, uh, Saints win. You've got to go that way until we know different. Yeah. And then if you're insane and want to stay up and watch the Denver Broncos take on the Houston, uh, the Oakland Raiders, sorry, at 3.20am on a Monday morning, then go for it. Um, I wouldn't bother. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I like, I, I said earlier, I like Brown and I like the connection with Derek Carr. I was having an argument with some random person on Twitter yesterday that Derek Carr is a good quarterback and can get Brown. I went out on a limited 1,600 yards. I don't think that's out of the question. Um, this is a bit of a tangent, I suppose, but quick question. Who do you think is a better quarterback, Dak Prescott or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. I think they're very close. And yeah, I, I, very close, but I think that, Carr has proven before that he can take a team without great receivers mm-hmm. and look like an MVP player. Yeah, I think uh, AB is going to help him this year if he can stay on the field and just not do uh, something crazy, um, which, you know, I keep convincing myself, you know, like you say, AB is going to be fine. He's going to still, because it's almost like we're, we're forgetting that AB is talented because of all the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm banking on it. Everyone in yeah. my fantasy leagues depends on Antonio Brown being Antonio Brown this year. Yeah, didn't you make a trade with me for AB? Yep. <laughs> that, that was like four players. <laughs> yeah, I am fully behind the Antonio Brown train this year. I just like this offense. Derek Carr, quarterback, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Brown, Torrey Williams and Hunter Renfro. I like that as a threesome. And then Darren yeah. Waller at tight end. 
I do like Darren Waller. He's a nice story. Yeah, um, really good story. Yeah. I, I'm not. A lot of it's obviously is Josh Jacobs going to be. Uh, we don't know anything about him pretty didn't much. So thing, did we, didn't see a single thing in Hard Knocks. So, um, oh, to be fair, that was because um, Jonathan Abram took up all the time what that the rookies would be allotted. <sighs> yeah, like I wanted to like him because he was like out there and a little, but you just get the sense that he's going to turn into a bit of a he's such a dick malcontent. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to turn into like Jalen Ramsey times two. <laughs> so, yeah. And he's yeah. only 24 as well, which is a big number <laughs> in Oakland. So I am, um, I'm not a fan of the Raiders. I don't think as much as you are this year. However, it's at home. The Broncos look equally horrible with Joe Flacco mm-hmm. starting. So I, I am going to pick the Raiders in this game. Yeah, I think I'm going there as well. We'll talk more about Broncos and Tampa Bay next week. I promise. If any of your fans are listening, um, but yeah, there yeah, it is. Sorry, I do tend to go on a little bit, so we've probably gone a bit long. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That is week one in the books. You'll hear from uh, me and maybe Simon next week if Dave decides to grace us with his presence. Um, <laughs> yeah, just let me know. You'll definitely be hearing more from Simon throughout the season, but where can they hear from you on a weekly basis? Uh, yeah, so I've just started my new podcast. If any Steelers fans uh, are listening, I'm sure I've probably reached just about every Steelers fan <laughs> on the internet in my home attempting to promo it. So it's at uh, UK Steelers Pod on Twitter. Um, or if, It's not yet on iTunes, but it will be soon, as soon as I've authenticated us, but it is on Spotify. Um, so if you seek out uh, UK Steelers Pod, uh, on Spotify, you'll find it there, or Anchor as well. Yeah, um, uh, you can follow me at Cy Rollins. There you go. You can follow me at Rossbow984. You can follow the big man himself at DJG23. You can follow us as a collective at First and Ten underscore. And we've uh, we've released our own network of podcasts. If you want a podcast about your team, like Simon's now doing about the Steelers, Dave is with the Patriots, and I assume we'll be with the Seahawks. Uh, if you want, to, if you're a fan of a team and you want a podcast with us, do it. We'll set you up. We'll tell you everything you need to do. We'll even edit and release your podcast for you. It's simple. You just got to talk yep. about your team. Absolutely, it's a it's a great help. You know, obviously, you've helped me. Look, I, I've always kind of wanted to try podcasting, but never sort of had the ability or confidence to do it myself. So, yeah. you know, your help's been invaluable. So, thank you for that. And yeah, definitely give them give them a call. There you go. What more can you want? What bigger plug can you ask for? You can find us, of course, on Anchor and uh, iTunes and Spotify. Just search first and 10 uh, NFL. I think those made it a bit more specific and easier to find us. Um, but yes, we will be back next week. So thank you for joining me, Simon. Yeah, thank you very much. And until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Simon. Goodbye. And we'll see you next week.